Welcome to the Our Town Podcast, where we connect you to Sacramento. Our Town Podcast is brought to you by the Chris Kennedy team at Reliant Lending, your total mortgage solution. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or refinance, let Chris and his team at Reliant Lending solve all your mortgage needs. Call today at 916-794-0777. So, hey, thank you so much for meeting me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wanted to kind of get somebody on um, from yeah, your industry because of, you know, all the different changes and stuff like that that have been going on with COVID. When I saw you pop up, um, I was like, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta see if he wants to jump on. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd be glad to. So what was, the, what's the scope of what you, you'd like to see today, uh, besides COVID regulation stuff? Well, not, not necessarily that, but, uh, just kind of everything that you do. Um, you know, I, I deal with a ton of, I mean, heck, I had uh, an SBA guy on that got two deals out of this thing. <laughs> kind of crazy. Nice. <laughs> right. So, um, uh, so just kind of find out about you, um, what you do, how long you've been doing it, the whole works. Okay. All right. uh, first off, go and tell everybody what you do. So we manage rental properties and we have about 800 rental properties in the greater Sacramento area. And um, we've done this for 35 years, uh, long time doing it with a family business, three generation. Uh, we're, we're really good at it. We outperform the market. We, we have an eviction rate of a fraction of 1% and it has been for over 30 years in a row. So 99.89% of our tenants don't get evicted every year. We vet them very carefully. We've got a really good system for that. So that's, wow. that's, those are, that's the main thing we do and how we kind of define what we're doing it well is, is really with that eviction rate. Yeah. Wow. 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 So do, do you mainly focus on it? Cause I, I do see your stuff uh, in my neighborhood pop up now and again, you put a sign out front, like a, a Tyner um, a single family resident. Do you only do single family? Do you do commercial? Do you do so for, for many years we did uh, commercial also, but two years ago we sold our commercial division we just have one commercial agent that still does some leasing for us. So a lot of our signs that we're out were for property management of commercial buildings. Those are gone, but that was about a third of our business, two thirds of our company. And now almost hundred percent of our company is residential property management. Okay. Okay. Do you, do you do big uh, apartment complexes or just uh... no, just single family homes, condos and duplexes. Okay. Wow. You have 800. 800 doors. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> and so, a staff of 15 great property managers and employees that help us get it all done well. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. Um, and so you said third generation. So uh, when did your dad start this or? Yeah. My father started this kind of stumbled into the business. He was a realtor and um, he had a few rentals of his own. And then he had some clients with some rental properties that got transferred overseas. That's kind of how he started. Uh, in the Air Force, and they, you know, he they talked him into taking care of his rentals, and then uh, he was already doing a few, so he, he took on a couple more property management accounts, and uh, he called. He so he started doing that in 1976. In 1986, he called me and he said, "John, I've got 40 rentals. I can't take care of all these rentals and sell real estate. I need some help here." So I got my real estate license and came and, and helped him. But I really focused on the property management side. And we began to grow and got up to 100 accounts and then started getting employees and then, you know, eventually grew to 800. 
dad retired in 2013. I, I bought him out at that point. And then my kids have graduated from college and come to work in a company. So uh, that's kind of the progression that got us up to where we are. But I've always focused on property management. Gotcha. Gotcha. So do you guys also do real estate as well? Do, are you we do. It's kind of a best kept secret. But uh, if, if, if a realtor refers a property management account to us, we register them and we always give them back to the realtor. We're really careful with that. Yeah. I just yeah. had one I gave back to a realtor after 20 years. Um, gave it back and, uh, and she's, uh, she forgot the client completely, but uh, got the listing back. So we're really careful to do that. But for the accounts that come to us uh, by Google or other, other sources other than realtor referrals, if they want to sell down the road, then I help them. So I end up doing 30 to 50 sales a year uh, that are mostly property management accounts that we're listing and selling for the owners. And of course, this last couple of years has been really good for that because a lot of people are you know, they're peaking, seeing the market peaking, peaking out and they're wanting to capture some of the gains that they've gained over the last seven or eight years. Nice, nice. Um... You, you mentioned a really low um, rate earlier um, on uh, eviction rate and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so kind of what is your what is your key thing to screening the people to keep eviction rates and stuff down yeah. that low? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, number one, don't skip any steps. Uh, I think some people take shortcuts, um, but we do the whole process and so we do it really carefully and we do it every time all the way through, no matter what, what it is. So I'll give you a quick kind of version of what it is. But uh, number one, every adult matters that's applying for the property. So sometimes tenants will come to you and they'll say, you know, we're the main ones who will pay, pay so you don't need to run their credit report because we'll be the ones responsible. I always have to assume that I'm gonna be left with the worst or the weakest link among tenants. So we, run, we run all the data for every one of them. So we verify their ID, face matches, driver's license matches, social security, so when we run the credit report, we know we're getting their credit report and not being scammed, which there's a lot of, it's so competitive now, there's a lot of scamming going on of landlords to try to get into properties. And then uh, credit report tells us volumes about whether they keep their financial promises. We, we don't skip on that. We wanna see high strong credit reports for all of our applicants. We call landlords, we ask 18 questions. A lot of people call us to verify our tenants and ask three questions. It's just not enough. You need to ask, you know, have you been in the property? Uh, did they have pets? Would you rent to them again? And uh, sometimes the one answer of the 18 is the one that makes us make a decision. We really want good, really good landlord history. Uh, that's a great indicator of the, if they'll be good or not. And then sometimes the current landlord wants them to leave. So they tell you kind of the rosy picture, um, but the prior landlords will tell you the truth. So we, we always go back and ask the same questions of the prior landlord. Nice. We verify their income is three times the rent. Uh, not on a phone call that could be maybe set up or scammed, but we actually get pay stubs or uh, tax returns, whatever it takes in order to verify that their income. And that's right now during COVID, people can you know claim that they're COVID impacted and not pay the rent. Uh, that's almost over, but it's still going on now. So we've been extra careful to verify rent, uh, verify incomes in a way that we have tenants that move in and then continue to pay the rent. So we've, we've been very successful with that. And then uh, criminal backgrounds on every adult, we still run that. Uh, we're, we're really uh, careful about felons, depending on what the felony is, but you know, DUI, we might make an exception for other than that. Uh, we'll screen them on that, that issue too. And then uh, once we've gathered all that information, we go back to the owner and sometimes we have two or three or four good applicants. And when with them, we choose the one that we think is strongest. 
and put them in. So that's kind of the process and we do it real thoroughly each time and don't miss a step. Don't, don't ever skip a step. And the, the other thing that we do, some property management companies uh, follow what Fair Housing likes to see, which is first come, first serve. So, you know, you, you look at the applications in the order that they come in. We don't feel like, we, we want to be fair to the whole general public, but we also feel like it's, we work for the owner and it's an yeah. owner's best interest to pick the strongest applicant that we can. So we are not going to hold applicants a long time. You know, we understand there's a lot of desperate people out there. I don't want a bunch of applications, but if we get a bunch of them in at the same time, five, six, seven over the first weekend, we'll run them all and we'll pick the strongest, not the first one in. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, that being said, do you also manage Section 8 properties? Or I, I don't even know, can Section 8 properties be managed? Like, yeah, they can, and uh, and many many do. For years, I wouldn't. I'd manage them. You know, twenty five years ago and more, we managed quite a few of them. Had a lot of problems, and then we didn't manage them. We just said no, we won't. We don't accept Section Eight until about a year ago. They changed the, the rules on that, so Section Eight has to be considered. And on the income verification, uh, it has to be three times the tenant's portion of the rent rather than three times the rent. Yeah. So it really makes it easier for them to qualify. But the tenants still have to qualify with good credit, good landlord history, and in every other way. So we've been considering Section 8 now for a year, but I haven't placed one Section 8 tenant because the rest of our guidelines have been strict and we, we haven't. So in, in essence, we don't manage any Section 8 properties right now, but that's it, they would be considered if, if they come in that way. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and then you were mentioning um, just before that question, you were, you were talking about uh, some of the COVID uh, protocols. Now, um, you said you, you, that you look at people's stuff to make sure that they're, they still have good income coming in and stuff like that, which makes tons of sense. Um, but if somebody gets in and you do look at all their stuff and they are in an industry that is making money, um, can they just claim that they, that they can't pay? Well, they, they essentially can, but uh, they do have to fill out a form that says they're COVID and impacted. And that form is under penalty of perjury. So th there would be some consequences for having made that up if it weren't true. But it's not that hard to prove that people are COVID impacted. Most, most people have been to some, some degree or another. So yeah. the bar of proof is pretty low anyway, uh, but, but there is a form that they have to go through and, and declare that. There's also some government help. I, I have, out of our 800 properties, I had seven tenants who couldn't pay. I, I had about seven more who couldn't pay and moved out immediately. I went and talked to all of them. And, and so seven of them just got out while, while, they, while it was early and they didn't pile up a bunch of rent debt. And then I have seven others, five of those. Um, we've applied for the, for the money that came from the federal government to the states and is being distributed to help avoid evictions for tenants. So I have five of them that were getting back 80% of the uh, money that was due, the back rent. Through, through the state run program. And then the other two on repayment programs and they're already paying it back. So really we haven't lost anybody. I think where we're seeing, I've heard 25% across the country are behind on the rent. And I think where we see those numbers really high are mostly apartments and lower income type properties and kind of properties specializes in upper end homes. So we really haven't been adversely impacted as much as, as the industry has. Yeah. Uh... So, which is kind of wild because you said you have 800 properties and you're, you're talking about very low numbers uh, yeah. that you had so many properties, which is fantastic, you know? Um, when, uh, now, when are they gonna be loosening these, these 
uh, you know, guidelines and stuff like that? What is yeah. what for see? the last year? That's been a really elusive question because they keep rolling back that date. But I think I think we're done with the rollbacks now. July one is when the courts will open back up for evictions, and so in California, it's different. You know, the the, the rules for the CDC eviction moratorium that was struck down by a federal court case a few days ago, but it didn't really affect Californians because we're under a California eviction ban. And that's up on July 1st, and that and things will begin to change at that point. Okay, okay. And, and now, will, will the, the evictions roll back? So let's say somebody didn't pay for the past three months or four months. Uh, is all their rent due all at once? Do you break it out over time? Do you, how, how does that work? Well, there's somewhat of a, a discretionary call on the part of the landlord. So, uh, you know, it's unreasonable to think that someone would be able to pay back several months of rent all on a, on a date to avoid the eviction. So it's prudent, I think, for landlords to try to make a deal with the tenant if they can, if they have very many of those. So we've already done that with all of ours. But if, if there was another landlord listening in and thinking about it, I think it's, it's going to be reasonable. I think even courts are going to be looking at, if you go into eviction court, you know what kind of a what kind of arrangement have you tried to make? They'd like to see some of that. I think uh, it'll be it'll be honored if it has been. So, uh, a repayment plan plan up to a year uh, to to catch someone up is is reasonable. But with this government money available to most tenants, and a tenant has to qualify, household income has to be uh, eighty percent of the median. I think is the way it works. So depending on how many people are in the home, there's a, there's a whole series of rules for that. So they have to be on the lower income side of, of the average for the area. Um, but most tenants who are in trouble on the rent qualify for this. So that, that money should be available to everybody. That's the best way. And then what happened, the federal money covered 80%, but the, the governor here in California has actually extended that program to cover 100%. He just announced that a couple of days ago. So there's, there's resources available for tenants and for landlords to get the landlords made whole for, for this gap that they've had now. Okay. And then, uh, so do you, I, you completely totally screen the, the applicant, but do you, when you're bringing on a new landlord, are you screening the landlords as like, um, thoroughly? Not as thoroughly, but we are definitely checking number one, that they own the property. It's funny. This has happened over 35 years. We've had a lot of things happen, but uh, I've actually had somewhere, you know, there was a married couple and the husband wanted to rent, but they were divorcing and a, a husband was wanting to rent the house out and not tell the wife. And so we have checked in the county records to see who's on there and making sure all the interested parties are signing the property management agreement. Um, you know, you, you learn a few things after a few decades in the business. Exactly. That's kind of funny. Um, yeah. The uh, now uh, I know um, a lot of people that uh, shy away from buying a rental property because they don't want to deal with the calls in the middle of the night that the toilet's leaking or or that kind. Of, how do you handle all the maintenance repairs? Do you have a hot like? How does all that work? Yeah, we have a hotline, twenty four hour seven. So even tenants calling after hours are able to reach someone here, and we we can get it addressed. So. We become the resource for that. Our company does 24-7, uh, take care of the call. We don't bother the owner until the next day and let them know what's happened. But um, absolutely, uh, the, the whole concept of professional property management is it's turnkey for the owners. Once they sign up for us, we take care of everything. They just they get a check every month. And then we have a few triggers that we call the owner for. Um, repairs over a certain dollar amount. When we have a new tenant, 
uh, if there's a lease renewal and we're going another year, we, we analyze the market and see what the rents are and where we're going to want to price that, talk to the owner about it. And then, of course, if the tenant gives us a notice to vacate, uh, we always immediately let the owner know that they need to start planning for a vacancy and the costs associated with that. Nice. And is there kind of a, a do you go over a, like a magic formula kind of thing with the um, with the landlords when you're bringing them on? Like, hey, this is this is where it needs to be. Here's what your here's what your your profit could be. Here, you know, do you working on law, you know, averages and stuff like that? Yeah, we do. And I, I try to sit down with every new owner. I, I, I am bound all the new accounts as, as much as possible. So I will usually go to their property, discuss rent values, explain how our system works, when they're going to get their checks, uh, what the exceptions are to a full check and why they happen. And we kind of customize the management for each for each individual owner and make sure that they understand right, right where they are and, and also that their property is ready. Sometimes people live in the property now and it's good for them. But it's not really legal as a rental. Little things like you know deadbolts on the door between the house and the garage, and not having a pet door and a fire door where the, it's got to be a fire barrier wall, uh, carbon monoxide detectors, those kinds of things. So we're checking the structure for for legal habitability and value, telling them what the rent value is, and uh, helping them price it right so that we get it rented quickly. Uh, vacancies right now are almost none. I, I have, like I said, 800 properties. I have two or three vacant on my proper, on my, uh, on my website right now uh, out of 800 and they're all brand new accounts. So none of my existing 800 are vacant. We're, we're full. It's, it's, I've never seen the market like this in 35 years. Wow. And every single house for sale is selling. So it's, it's insane. $50,000 over list price. <laughs> it was already aggressive. I know it's <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, and then we're having, you know, appraisal issues on top of all that, you know, so. Uh, yeah, but buyers are, buyers are writing their offers with, uh, you know, no appraisal contingency or cash. They're just, they're, they're doing really aggressive things. And of course, we know this is largely driven by the Bay Area migration. Yeah. Uh, people have figured out they don't have to go into the office in San Francisco anymore if you can buy affordable housing up in Sacramento. And that's really pushing our market right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then do you do like a, for, for the, the owners, do you do like a kind of a PL for the property that you give them at the end of the year or quarterly just to show them how their, their properties, uh, maintaining? Performing. Yes. Yeah. They get a monthly statement that shows, you know, money in and money out every month. And usually the deposits go directly into their bank uh, if they want to set it up that way. But okay. they are as an annual reporting also at the end of the year that shows the whole picture, all the expenses, everything they need for their tax person. And then um, anytime they want, we can sit down and analyze how it's performing in a relationship. I have a time, sometimes where investors come in with an older dated property and they, they, we talk to them, they figure out they can 1031 exchange and buy something that's way less problematic, turnover is lower uh, because they, they're buying up in the market into a better proper, better quality property. So we have owners for different reasons that want to shift we can always help them analyze that. With 800 rentals and selling property all the time, we're good at helping them come to a decision about what's a good investment property and what's not so good and, and how can we move from here to there. Awesome. And do you, uh, how many people you have working um, at Tyner? Currently about 15. Okay. So in the beginning, we talked about, we had some commercial doors, but we sold that. We had 25 employees at one point, but uh, when we closed the commercial management division, we're down to about 15 
and uh, the residential, uh, they're all residential employees except for one, one commercial uh, leasing agent. Yeah, I, I met at your office a couple times. Uh, we were doing the Fair Oaks Boulevard um, uh, kind of on a security patrol for Fair Oaks. Yeah, the P the tax the, the tax that we did for security. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That is, it seems like it has helped tremendously. It's made a huge difference for us. Yeah. yeah, we were spending. You know, we manage a lot of Fair Oaks, managed a lot of properties on the Fair Oaks Strip, and we were spending about thirty percent of our time managing homeless issues and, and trash and needles and you know, all that kind of thing, and it cut back significantly on that when we put the patrols in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just wild what 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 has happened, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually used to live uh, off of Landis, kind of up Landis and um, Landis in California area. So mm -hmm. uh, up until about three years ago, so I, I would pass by your guys's place all the time. Yep. Um, so are you now that you have that? Are you guys bringing on any new employees through this? Have you grown through COVID? Have you grown business? Yeah, we've actually. Uh maintained through COVID, which is significant. I've seen some studies nationally about property managers and they're losing 10 to 25% of their accounts due to the sales market. And then sometimes with fear, you know, that my tenants aren't going to pay me, I, I better manage the property myself. They had some owners that did that, but we've maintained. So we've stayed about the same number right through it. So we've got a lot of new accounts coming on. Certainly a lot of people are selling. I'm helping sell a lot of those properties, but uh, our, our incoming new accounts is equally replacing it. So if it weren't um, such a hot sales market and, and having some COVID fears right now, we would be growing significantly. And I expect that's gonna happen during the next year because our income, we're putting a lot of new accounts uh, in the front door. It's just closing the back door, which is gonna happen. I think naturally the market's gonna peak out and start to adjust and uh, yeah. it'll find its equilibrium and then we'll start to grow again. Yeah, yeah. And how do you, how do you how do you get tenants like wh wh where are you where are you getting them from is it just word of mouth is it yeah it's almost all done on the internet our website's pretty powerful we get a, a thousands of, of page visits per day there and then we automatically uh, resubmit all of our rental properties to all the relevant websites so Trulia Zillow you know if you Google search and addresses that we have vacant it'll show up on all the other rele relevant rental websites. So it's mostly that um, we've actually started to not put signs on many of our properties, even for rent signs, um, to avoid the problematic situation with, with uh, homeless people moving in on them and some of the things that would happen, depending on the neighborhood. So really, it gets done by uh, by internet. And then we have a reputation, especially Carmichael, Ferro, Citrus Heights area, where we have a high density of rentals. People, you know, they know if they need a rental, call Tyner because we have we have a lot of rental properties here. Yeah. Did you have a, uh, it's kind of funny, I, I had some friends in the Elk Grove area, uh, just real estate agents and going through the 2008 and nine and all that kind of stuff where they would go to show a house and there would be a family living there. And uh, did you have many squatters during all that time? Yeah, we, we have that come up quite a few times. I, I, Craigslist also has particularly has a lot of scams on it where they'll they'll hijack the pictures from a property that's on the market for rent, create their own uh, for rent site, you know, and, and for usually for 70 percent of whatever's fair on the market. And a deal is too good to be true and actually get people to send them money and sometimes even get them in the properties, you know, break in and give them keys. So 
it's uh, it, it happened a few times to us. One of the things we did to help avoid that scenario was we got religious about really watermarking every photo. So we have our, our logo and our phone number on it. So if it didn't match the scammer's site, then the scammers didn't want our photos and they kind of move yeah. on to other easier targets. That's awesome. That's super smart. That's cool. It was uh, very effective. We've had, yeah. we've had very little of it since we, since we did that. Yeah. Um, and now uh, if, if uh, somebody wanted to, now do you have separate separate numbers for people to call in? If, if, is there a number for renters? Is there a number uh, for people, if they're a landlord wanting to uh, do something? Yeah, there is. Uh, for renters, uh, our general office number is area code 916-974-6000. And uh, you can, that's where renters can call in and we, we can get them some information. Or our website is best. Just go directly to the website, see the properties. We have virtual tours. Since COVID came in, we have virtual tours of all these properties. So you can get a really good look online. Okay. And if anyone wants to uh, uh, hire a property management company, call me direct. My cell phone is, is available to everybody. It's 916 402 3095. Awesome. And, and then also they can jump on and go to your website as well, um, kind of fill out a questionnaire or something. Right. Our, our website has a lot of information on that. I've actually created short videos for uh, all aspects of property management, how we screen tenants. Um, there's a great COVID page with all the new COVID legislation, eviction bans, and you know that's continually been updated. We just did a new blog on there uh, yesterday. Um, so there's a lot of, that's a, that's an information page that people use all over the state, um, okay. but there, there's a lot available on our, on our website. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and, and the website, which we haven't mentioned is tiner.com. So it's T-I-N-E-R.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for, for jumping on with me. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll put, uh, all, all your contact information in the show notes and stuff like that so that that everybody knows exactly uh, where to track you down and, and all that. Um, and well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate you having me on today. Uh, it's, it's good to get some information out to the public, kind of let them know what's going on in the industry. You got it. You got it. Well, thank you so much, and you have a, a great day. You too. Take right, care. Bye. Yeah, bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Our Town Podcast, where we connect you to the people that make Sacramento one of the top places to live in the country. If you would like to feature your business on the Our Town Podcast, email admin at thechriskennedyteam.com. Our Town is brought to you by the Chris Kennedy Team at Reliant Lending, your total mortgage solution. Chris can be reached at 916-794-0777. Again, that's 916-794-0777.